Hey everyone, Jake and Tevis here with Ticket Price Podcast. Just jumping in to let you know we're on Patreon. We finally did it. It took us longer than we thought. We're not very smart. But if you enjoy the show, check us out. $3 subscription cost. Can't beat that. With it, you're going to get early access to our episodes. You're going to get bonus content as well as our community forum. Laugh, joke about the show, tell us how bad we are, share your favorite moments. But most importantly, give us recommendations for movies you want to hear us talk about. If we like it, we're going to do your movie. We're going to give you a shout out during the show as a thank you for giving us the idea. Thank you all for listening. Ticket Price Podcast at Patreon. Check us out. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good, I mean, whenever it is you're tuning in, thank you for being here. Welcome to, what is this now, episode five of Ticket Price? I don't know, I don't listen to this show. (laughs) Neither does my mother. Thank you for that. Yes, episode five, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. I am your co-host, Jake. With me, as always, across the way, my co-host, my friend, the only guy I know who watches Braveheart and actively cheers for the English. Tevis at Master Control. <laughs> what the hell? I ha- hope you know I wear a kilt when I watch Braveheart. That's a weird thing to do in general. I know, I know. But it, it helps me uh, with my Mel Gibson love. Well, oh, I can't wait to get into Mel Gibson. I don't know if we've talked about this. My top three celebrity crushes. Have we talked about celebrity crushes? That had, no, that has not even been a thought brought up. Okay. Number three, Emma Stone. Very attractive. Great sense of humor. That's Truth be told, one. never want to meet her, though. I have a bad history with anyone named Emma. That's this weird tangent. Or women in general. Well, that's true, too. I'm very awkward. Also, I like wrestling and Ninja Turtles. And I do a movie podcast that's listened to by apparently just me. Shocking, I'm not killing it with the ladies. Uh, God damn, what was I even talking about? Now? You Emma, just, Emma Stone. Oh, Emma Stone. yeah, Emma Stone, number three. Number two, Sally Field. Holy shit. Love okay. Sally Field. Okay. Flying Nun, so hot. Sally Field reminds me of my mother, so I can't go there. So hot. No. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, that makes it better for me. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad you shared that. I'm going to yeah. need that for tonight later. That's a masturbation joke, everyone. <laughs> Highbrow humor. And then number one is Mel Gibson. What? My number one celebrity crush of all time is Mel Gibson. Okay. Is it the, the uh, mullet he had in Lethal Weapon? It definitely helps. That is, that is a magnificent head of hair. When he's Mad Max and has the scruff. Uh, when he's got the long hair with the braid and Braveheart. When he's got the, ro- the colonial rogue knot in the Patriot. Any of his hairdos are amazing. I forgot he's, about the Patriot. I know what we're doing next, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. No, the, no. Top three celebrity crushes in that order. Okay. I wouldn't have uh, pegged you for the Mel Gibson guy. Mel Gibson can pick me as Mel Gibson guy. <laughs> That's an anal sex joke, everyone. We are killing it on episode five. If, you're, if you've oh. never heard an episode before now, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, today. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't have a um, Mel Gibson pegging joke on my bingo card. <laughs> well, everyone slot that in in your free space. Mel Gibson pegging free space. There you go. No, today we're talking about grumpy old men. 
God. I feel like one of these grumpy old men sometimes. Sometimes? Sometimes. Only when I'm awake. Are we just are we ready to dive into this son yeah, of a bitch? Yeah, what is okay. what's, this, what's this movie we're doing? The 1993 film Grumpy Old Men, screenplay by Mark Stevens Johnson, directed by Donald Petrie, I believe, starring Jack Lemon, Walter Matthau, and Margaret Burgess Meredith. If anyone's keeping track, this is the largest cast that I've ever written down to re- Usually I only do two, but I did four because they're so amazing and they deserve it. They deserve it. Don't even look at me like that. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to have Anne Margaret for one. My God. Yeah, I'm not young Anne Margaret, old Anne Margaret. We'll get into it later. But I, I, I don't. Top three. She topped Anne Margaret top three. She just kind of maybe bumped Jennifer Aniston down a notch. Jen, I, look, I like Jen. That's fine. But she's no Anne Margaret. <laughs> yes, and Anne Margaret. I don't think I know of any other Anne Margaret movie off the top of my head. I I know I don't. No, watching her in this movie, I fell in love. I <laughs> fell in love. Like I spit in my hand, fell in love. You were you were about to shove Jack Lemmon down the stairs. Yeah, when he when he <laughs> we thought he died. I was like, Hell yeah! That means she's I'm open for this guy. My move. <laughs> Up yours, Gustafson. <laughs> now, okay, I have to be fair. That's one of the things we pride ourselves on in this show, fairness. Whether we like it or not. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I gave Avatar all the trouble in the world because I hate it. But it was, at the time of recording, the lowest rated movie we've ever done. Across the board. I have a feeling that's going to change. We have a new leader, ladies and gentlemen. Grumpy Old Men is our lowest rated movie of all time. IMDb gives it a 7 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes a 64%. Shocking the younger Rotten Tomatoes crowd. Don't get Grumpy Old Men. Uh, But to be fair, I'm not even the 64. To me, that's a little low, but I get it. I can't dis. If I'm being honest, I can't disagree with it too much. I don't really. Trust Rotten Tomato too much most of the time. You bring that up now, episode five. I bring them um, up every episode. You, yeah. you you say that now. Well, I was waiting for the right time. Oh, okay. <laughs> we have production meetings. We just finished one I, for God's sake. No, that was a pizza we just finished. <laughs> My eating habits are not on trial here. Rotten Tomatoes is yes. Um, but no, no, most of the time, like. Like, when I go to watch a new movie in the theater, I, I check out the Rotten Tomato score, but it doesn't always influence my decision to see the movie. And honestly, sometimes it should. Um, but other times I've went in and I'm like, what the heck? This is way too low. But this is a movie from 1993. so Which does, uh, unfortunately, make it one of the more modern films we've covered yeah, on the show so the, far. Is this the most modern one we've had besides Avatar? It's second most, yeah. Yeah. Second most recent. Okay, yeah. So we finally uh, got out of the 80s. Yeah, right? Hey, Yay! look at that growth. Uh, budget of estimated $35.1 million, Worldwide gross of $70.1 million. It doubled its money. Not too so bad. So not... Um, but it did, did do well enough to get a sequel. Yes. Yes, it did. And while I was doing my research, that one had a budget of 25 point something million. I'm not sure what it grossed. We'll, we may cover it in the future. I hope we cover it in the future. <laughs> maybe, maybe we we still we uh, words are hard. We still have yet to hit a sequel. So, 
that actually brings up a good point I was debating on bringing up with the audience or not. But this actually seems like a good time. So we have our hat of movies that we draw from to pick randomly. Movies that are part of a series, we very specifically only put the first one in. Because we wanted to do... So, like, we, if, you, if you've listened before, we did Indy, Raiders of the Lost Ark. We didn't put any of the other Indiana Joneses in until we did Raiders first. When we do sequels, we're trying to... Or, not just sequels, but when we're doing series, we're trying to do them in order. So, when Raiders came out, Temple of Doom went in. So that's, if you're wondering how we're doing this or why it seems like we're, we always get the first of something, that is intentional. Back to Grumpy Old Men, though. It did have one award win, one nomination. You know, the reviews across the board were middle, but generally positive. Everything just had like a generally positive. What award did it win? Was, was it a Razzie 2? <laughs> no, but it was, it was a, it wasn't a big one. It was, oh, I so think. It was, okay. No, it wasn't, but it was one of those. It won this, it, uh, you know, a oh, minor it, award or a like festival. Or, award. Yeah. Okay. I, I did see that when I was looking into it, too. And we've talked about this before. Unless it's a major award, yeah. I, don't, I don't write it That's down. I didn't write it down. I'm lazy. Reviews, though, like our, our, our buddy Roger Ebert. You love Raj. I love Raj. <laughs> he gave it two stars. One of the more notable quotes he gave was, uh, Jack Lemmon and Walter Mouthow go together like a couple of old shoes. Broken in, but comfortable and can still take a shine. And I actually really liked that because I feel like it's true. You know, is it for everyone? No, but what, can I always go back and enjoy this movie? But he gave it a two? He gave it a four? Gave it a two, yeah. Oh, okay. That's half, though. I mean, that's the thing. Is it, It's not... Well, we'll get into it. Yeah. Seems, the New York Times... Low, so. The New York Times, one of their big highlight quotes, cheerful, short, and no big blights. I also thought it was weird that they used the phrase no big blights. That Just is... say it doesn't have any major problems, you <laughs> pretentious asshole. It has no major blight. This film did not cause me to develop boobos in my underarm and groin region. Like he got the black death blights. What the? What, what was this? New York, Post? New York Times. Oh, New York Times. In 93, this was one of their... Well, somebody bought a new thesaurus, apparently, and... <laughs> I was eager to break it in. I love the Saurus. Yeah. <laughs> but That's no, my I, favorite dinosaur. I uh I had to write that down both because it is accurate but also no big blights. <laughs> you Northstar Times. Yeah, that's a little overboard. Do you want to open us up with history with this movie? My history with this movie, I watched this one time about 94, 95 somewhere around there. I had a friend who absolutely loved this movie. And I watched it, and I, you know, was not overly impressed with it, but I wasn't totally upset that I watched it. I had a few good chuckles and quickly forgot about it. So you would say it's pretty on par with the Ebert New York Times? It, yeah, it was enjoyable, but nothing to write home about. Yeah, but I wouldn't use the term blight. Well, that's because you're ignorant. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you get for not a, uh, a chair somewhere so it doesn't wobble. I don't believe you own a thesaurus. I, I, I don't believe you own a thesaurus I, at all. I, I, I don't need to own one. I got the internet at my disposal. <laughs> this isn't 93. Yeah, Jesus. So, I'm cards on the table. I have a lot of nostalgic love for this movie. I just do. Since it came out, my dad and I have watched this movie. I have to chuckle because my partner, 
has either hit, did you rack yourself? What are you doing? Oh, he definitely caught the corner of the desk and is doing his hardest not to yell into the microphone. We're on air. Be a professional. I am trying. But no, I, so we've watched this movie pretty much every year. It's one of our holiday films. Once it's, there, you know, late November, early December, temperature drops, snow starts to fall, you know. So this movie is like your white girls that love pumpkin spice? Kind of. Okay. It, grumpy old men, die hard. For, since I got married, the Harry Potter movies. Because <laughs> they all came out around Christmas time, I think. And I hate my life. I'm very sad now. Because I have to, every year, I have to watch the goddamn harry potter movies i am so dreading pulling the harry potter movie out of the hat i might burn the hat uh yeah you know it's okay if you if slash when you burn the hat make sure harry potter star wars star trek all those need to be in the hat we just need to not touch any of these major fandoms lord of the rings no major fandoms and maybe we'll survive i don't mean the show i mean you and i we will literally survive another year I grew up with this movie. I, I, I always watch it. I still always watch it. But when I watched it, I belly laughed pretty much the whole time. I'm not going to lie. But I'm still going into it as fair and unbiased as I can. So movie <laughs> movie opens. And I'm chuckling because I'm looking at my notes. And I wrote it down. I love This movie is so quotable. It's so quotable. We start in with the song Having a Heat Wave. During just the worst blizzardy winter in Minnesota that you can imagine. I imagine Minnesota's terrible and just all the time. Nine feet of snow at all times. I've never been there and I never will. I don't like the cold that much. For our fans in Minnesota, we love you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Live somewhere better. Minnesota is amazing. No, it's not. I talked about in the Thing episode how Kurt Russell has the greatest ending line for a boss fight. Ever the monster pops up and is like, right, and he's like, "Yeah, f- you too," and throws the da- greatest yeah. final line to kill a movie or video game boss ever. Right, Grumpy Old Men has the greatest opening line of all time. Fight me, I will die on this hill. What is it, Morning Dickhead? Morning Dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the best way to start a movie. Morning Dickhead. I I absolutely loved every time those two were on screen together. Pure gold. Just their back and forth. We need I, to... I didn't belly laugh that much, but there were a few times where I, I did get a really good chuckle going. This For me, this could easily turn into our episode of The Thing and just go scene by scene, line by line. Trying not to, trying not to. But you know... Old rivals, they've hated each other for 50 years or whatever it's been. Then sexy Anne Margaret moves across the street. I do want to say this. It wasn't until like within the last couple years, like recently, I never knew that Anne Margaret was around the same age as Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau. I always was thought... she really? Yeah. She was a little younger, but not like... I thought she was in her like 40s. Yeah, that's what I thought. No, it's, it's more like... I believe mid fifty. I probably wrong. I should have looked it up, but I didn't. Well, yeah, I'm a professional. That would be. But no, she's not as young. You know, whatever. I I, I wouldn't even care. And Margaret is aged like a fine wine, while Jack Lemmon is aged normally. Walter Matthau is aged like milk. <laughs> he is melting when he, he is in the tub. 
Oh my oh god. Oh my god. We see way more <laughs> Walter Matthouse saggy man boobs than anyone ever wanted to I see. Literally thought he was melting in the tub. I was like, man, that water is way too <laughs> He's hot. boiling a lot. Looks like ice cream on a summer day. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, it got a 65-year-old man. I you know what? He can get in and out of the yeah. bathtub by himself. Hey. That's better than I'm gonna be doing. Yeah. There did you know about the outtake that they did? he did with that he's like if i knew there was going to be a nude scene i would have asked for another million yeah (laughs) also this movie has outtakes at the end more movies and tv shows need that please for the love of god that is the last thing i wrote down blooper reel we need more of these Uh, it reminded me of like cannonball run and mm -hmm. i don't remember if Smokey and the bandit did it Uh, i know for sure cannonball run did it yeah that was I love those movies, but that was always the highlight. And, you know, like my wife and I, we uh, on Disney Plus, we're not being sponsored by them. But, you know, if you if you if you have it, check out Home Improvement, who are also not sponsored. But I'm just going to talk about shit we're not sponsored by. OK, but, uh, you know, we, we always enjoyed Home Improvement. And now as adults with kids of our own, we enjoy it more. But at, during every credit scene of every episode, blooper reel on a television. And it's amazing. We need more of that. I don't remember that. Yeah. Watch it. Disney Plus, Home Improvement. After every episode, you get like two or three bloopers. Or maybe like a long extended scene that only the studio audience would have seen. And then they showed it. It's really cool. Hmm. Yeah, I always enjoyed uh, Home Improvement. Yeah. But I don't remember that. Yeah. I have to check it out again. So definitely... Bloop, blooper we blooper 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 reels. Kinda we like, need more of that. Yeah, kind of like our See, entire podcast. When I get mushmouth, I just power through. I fix it. I own it. I leave it in for you guys because it's real and it's entertaining. Tevis edits edits out all of his nonsense, and you know. Oh yeah, if I didn't, then this this podcast would be like two and a half hours long. <laughs> well, if we do the thing again, it, it will would, be. It would be like me sounding like mumbles from Dick Tracy. So getting back to grumpy old man. Okay, one thing I wrote down. I thought this movie, in its writing and its directing, does a phenomenal job of character introductions. The way they segue to introduce every character, I thought was really well done. Maybe a little strong, but ultimately well done. We get Morning Dickhead, and then they have their back and forth. And you're like, okay, here are our titular grumpy old men. And they clearly have beef going way back, and this is just how they interact. Then... We're introduced to Anne Margaret's character that night on the snowmobile. Yeah, we didn't see her for a while. And then she takes off the helmet. She's got the beautiful red hair, and and she's cutting this beautiful silhouette. And And she knows people are watching her. That's why she does it. Well, to quote Walter Matthau, holy moly. Boom. If you had bad impressions on your bingo card, boom, baby. There it is. You had the facial expression of Walter Holy, Well, my my face isn't that melted yet. But, you know, but, you know, but now we've got, she's this, she's the new girl on the block. She's this carefree spirit. And she's got the heart and attention of our, our grumpy old men. We learn about Jack Lemmon's daughter, Melanie, having the marital problems. We learn about, you didn't like that, that side arc. Yeah, I. We're not talking about the arc. We're talking about just character introduction. You know, I, and I understand that. Just Daryl Hannah, she always comes off as just dull. She's so breathy. Me. She's she's. Damn it! What's her name? Uh, Steven Tyler's daughter. Oh. And every time she talks, you're like, "What? I can't. No, Why? It's what so quiet. Name? I can't remember. It's, it's just so quiet important. and breathy. No. Even even 
like in Splash, she was just a dull character. Yeah. And same way in Roxanne, I was like, okay, Steve Martin, I don't understand what your infatuation is with her. She's dull. She's I don't understand dull. anyone's infatuation with Steve Martin. That guy is boring and his jokes are bad. We'll get into Steve Martin when we do you a Steve Martin. your mouth. <laughs> Steve Martin is a <laughs> comedy genius. Oh, here. Yeah, let me play my concert for dogs. For those of you who can't see, I'm making this stupid dog whistle harmonica gestures because it's a stupid bit and Steve Martin's overrated. Anywho, have some goddamn color in your hair. Damn. Anywho, or, you know, we're, we, <laughs> when we're introduced to Burgess Meredith as somehow we have a grumpy old man who has an even grumpier and even older father who's still alive. 94. Yeah. Smoke cigarettes. You're supposed to be smoking filtered cigarettes, Pop. I'm 94 years old. What the hell do I care? Oh, my God. That was was way better than your uh, Walter Matthau. Thank you. Mount the woman, son. (laughs) Dad? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Does she have big thighs? What? No? Well, then, what's the problem? I... Love Burgess Meredith in this I, movie. I love the blooper reel where he's talking to his son and looking out the window. Looks like Chuck's going to bury his boner. Looks like Chuck's a tomcat on the prowl. It's it's the genuine best. Oh my god! Yeah, him is the horny old man. I loved it. It's the best. He wasn't in it enough. That's probably true, but that's the thing about side characters. You don't want to put them in too much. Put them in too much. Exactly. It's, you got to walk that fine line. So was he in it? Could they put him in a little more? Probably, but err on the side of caution. That's a good thing, wanting more. Exactly. Exactly. I love Chuck. Ozzie Davis. Man, I love Ozzy Davis. You two are the two biggest bullshitters in this entire (laughs) Frozen Nation. I love this movie. Chuck, all-time great side character. Love Chuck. When I watched this, I did not catch his name at the beginning. (laughs) So at the midway point or wherever we were, when they're like, oh my God, Chuck died. Spoilers. Sorry. For a movie that came out in 93. Yeah. You know, well, I did spoilers for The Shining because, you know, (laughs) Scatman. You know how um, I feel about spoiler warnings. Grow up. When he died, I was like, wait a minute. Who the hell is Chuck? <laughs> Why the hell do we care yeah, that some guy like, named Chuck wait died? A minute. So then I had to, I actually pulled it up on the computer. I was like, wait a minute. Is this, that's Ozzy Davis's character. I think. Have you ever just tried watching the movie and well, paying attention I, I to did. it? Because they did. say his name like 15 times. See, and maybe that was just me overlooking it. More than likely, yes. When Chuck dies, it's even after Burgess Meredith is like, it looks like Chuck's taking old one-eye to the optometrist. <laughs> like, it's clear as day. Yeah, but see, we also watched Avatar, where everybody's name was so ridiculous to pronounce that I didn't give a shit anymore. I didn't give a shit about Avatar <laughs> for a lot of reasons. If you, haven't, if you haven't listened to the Avatar episode and you hate it, Listen to it, and you'll agree with everything I say. If you haven't listened to the Avatar episode and you love Avatar, listen to that episode and understand why you're wrong. I'm just going to throw that out there for all of our Avatar fans. <laughs> I, love the, I love how every joke, prank, bit 
that Lemon and Matthau do to each other, it always pays off. Whether it's, you know, immediately, maybe a few scenes later, maybe they call back to it like the fish, the fish yeah. in the in the car. The but, snow on the roof. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta use warm water, you schmuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's the but you know, they never just let it leave it hanging. It's always, you know, pulled in. And again, the writing and directing of this movie is so solid, and I have not been able to say that in so long on this goddamn show. I loved Walter Matthau in this. Just his grumpiness when he's watching the news and that weatherman is like, is it cold enough for you? And he's like, oh, oh shut, shut up, up, fat ass. <laughs> I, oh, my God. And it was he was in the the pharmacist's office and when they were about, comparing their injuries or illnesses or whatever, I was farting razor felt like I was farting razor blades. Shingle was a shingle. Yeah, shingles are for pussies. <laughs> and that lady's like, oh my! <laughs> you could see that extra like either they told her to act shocked or they were they gave her no warning whatsoever. I want to say no warning. And he was just like, yeah, shingles are for pussies. <laughs> When I had my ulcers or pinch sigh or whatever the hell they're complaining about, because they're old men. That's the point of the movie. It's funny, people. They're old. Being old is funny. Go back to go back to the writing. I also thought this movie did a really good job. So within the movie, there are I counted four different minor story threads that all weave together to give us this tale. We've got the rivals. We've got the IRS trying to take Jack Lemon's house behind on taxes, whatever. We've got the love triangle between Lemon, Matthau, and Margaret. But then we also have the Mel Jacob love story. It's not best, but it's there and it works for the scenes it's in. Oh, the Kevin Pollack. And yeah, Kevin. Okay. Also, Kevin Pollack, crazy underrated actor. Absolutely. Like everybody loves Kevin Pollack. Absolutely. I don't. Have you ever listened to his stand up? Oh, I didn't know he did stand yeah, up. Yeah, he did stand up. I wasn't a huge fan of it. Oh, okay. His well, acting, hey, spot on. Not every stand-up comedian's a great actor. Not every actor can do stand-up comedy. Kevin Pollack is an actor yep. who does a damn good job at everything. Love you, Kevin. And his, uh, for our Bob and Tom fans out there, wildly popular syndicated radio show. <laughs> but Kevin Pollack used to be on there pretty frequently and would do impressions, particularly uh, Christopher Walken. And it's the best. It's the best. Everybody does Christopher Walken, though. No, yeah, but he does Christopher. He is, yeah. he is he pegging Christopher Walken? I don't think so. No, he does a bit where he called Christopher Walken's house and left a, a message on his on Christopher's answering machine as Christopher Walken. And Christopher Walken eventually calls him back. He's like, you can't do that. I spent an hour and a half figuring out why I called myself. And why I called my... <laughs> it's so good. So for our Bob and Tom fans, Kevin Pollack, you know what we're talking about. If you don't, learn. I'm not here to babysit you. <laughs> I feel like Kevin Pollack was everywhere in the 90s. For like a like two or three years. Two, maybe four years. Yeah. And now I don't even know. Is he doing anything at all? I don't think so. I haven't seen or heard anything about him. We're talking about Christopher Walken? Or Kevin Pollack. Kevin Pollack. Oh, I was looking at my notes. I wasn't listening to you. No, I don't think Kevin's doing much. Christopher's not either, yeah. but Christopher Walken's a thousand years old. Yeah. But he did, he's done more recently than Kevin Pollack. Yeah, but I don't know why everyone loves Christopher. Well, I'm not talking about Christopher <laughs> Walken about anymore. Christopher Walken. God Pollack. damn it. We're talking about grumpy old men. We're talking about Kevin Pollack. But no, the, so the movie, though, I think, whether you like all the storylines or not, 
it's whatever. I think the movie does a good job at weaving these four story threads together. Yeah, and it does pay off at the end, every single one of them. Yes. That doesn't happen very often, and sometimes when it does, it's not believable. This is very believable how everything comes together. So, so again, kudos to the writing. Even if this isn't, you know, this movie isn't necessarily your cup of tea or whatever, credit where credit is due. Also, I hope Stanley Kubrick watched this and learned how to do cuts because a month later, black title card looking, whatever, you know, no, it sucks. No one knows what's going. It's stupid. Think about the scene where Chuck is going to visit. He's having dinner with Anne Margaret's character. That is how you cut a movie. Do you remember the scene I'm talking about? No, I don't. So everyone is watching Chuck. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) So Chuck's going up and they're like, what is he doing? I can't believe he's that crazy son of a, and then it, and then it cuts. So Walter Matthau's like, what's he doing? Cuts to Jack Lemmon. What is he doing? Cuts back to Walter Matthau. He's doing it. That crazy son of a cuts back to Jack Lemmon's bitch. And then his daughter's there and like, is jealous. And we're getting, we're seeing how both households are watching the same event and the way they're cutting and the way it works with the dialogue. It's the best. It's like they're finishing each other's sentences. And that's how you cut a movie. It's so good. I wish I could say and do the things from Grumpy Old Men to Stanley Kubrick. Morning, dickhead. If you don't know why I hate Stanley Kubrick, go back and listen to The Shining if you haven't already. And if you have, finish this episode and then go back. We desperately need the numbers. (laughs) Do we have 2001 A Space Odyssey in the hat? I think so, and I hate my life. I swear to God, I'm going to be the angriest, <laughs> most bitter person when we do that movie. I'll let you fill in with some of your notes and, and talk. But I, just, I really, really wanted to make, make sure we touched on the writing and the directing and these examples in particular. It's so good. I absolutely loved the Powerball scene. <laughs> <laughs> how, how childish it was with Walter Matthau. Changing the channel as he's all anticipating. Kevin Pollock's exact line when he sees him doing this, you're a child. (laughs) I love that the the son is the one that's trying to correct the father's behavior. That just, oh my God, that cracked me up so much. Pollock tries to make Walter Matthau apologize. Jack Lemmon's ready with the hose and sprays him. Sprays the shit out of him. Cut to the next morning where they're getting up and getting ready to start their day. Hey, dickhead, did you win the lottery? (laughs) Yeah, do you enjoy your shower, smart ass? (laughs) It's the best. Oh, God. Yeah, that that one was probably my favorite of the whole thing. Do you have more? Can I can I interject with a negative point? I have a negative point on this movie. Oh, I have negatives too, but that'll save those for later. Go ahead. Okay, we have what I can only describe as the second worst hat in cinema history. Walter Matthau's hat. Jack Limit's hat. Which one? I don't remember that one. He's getting ready for his date. Him and. Mathow are getting ready to go over to Ann Margaret's house, right? Mathow beats him to the punch. But Jack Lemmon ultimately settles on, like, this big Russian-looking fur coat with matching, like, beret-ass hat thing. It's the... It's it's awful. I must have missed that. Along with... Did you watch this movie? What are you doing? The whole... I have a bit on how much I hate hats. And this... I had to bring it up because you give me trouble about MacReady's hat. Which is still the worst, by the way. 
Now I'm upset that I didn't pay that much. God damn, we're going to watch it before we leave here tonight. We're going to watch. Was that? That's when they were getting ready and the song Too Sexy was playing. Yes. Oh, my God. Which is also amazing. I have not heard that song. Uh, too Sexy for Mala. No. Too Sexy for No. Well, the, and that was the Math How Tub scene, too, as these two sexies. Maybe he's... that's why I didn't see the hat, because my eyes were on fire from <laughs> the melting of Walter Matthau. So, <laughs> that's really the only negative I have, is that god-awful hat. Please, go ahead, list your, your gripes, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> um, I didn't really have a glaring... Blight? Blight. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have... I, my blights were not on full display. I think you get arrested for that in this day and age. There were moments that I, of this movie that I was watching, and I just wasn't interested. I, I, I can't point out why. When Anne Margaret started hanging out with Walter Matthau, I was like, "No, this doesn't work. I don't like this." Doesn't work. That's that's the emotional heartstring of the movie. That's that part. No, it was her and Jack Lemmon. You said Walter Matthau. Yeah. Okay. When her and Walter Matthau were hanging out. Yeah. Together. I was like, this, okay, this doesn't work. I don't like this. No, that part of the movie is the emotional heartstring. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. get that. But I, I didn't, I didn't even find their interactions that enjoyable. Because they weren't meant to be together. No, and maybe that's why. That uh, Why know, are you so bad at love? I, well, <laughs> I don't know, but I am. I am. Uh, I, and now I know why. All because of Walter Matthau. And Anne Margaret's dead husband's huge penis. <laughs> As we as we know from the sculpture in her home. Why didn't we see it? Because it was 93, not... When, okay, when did Boogie Nights come out? Oh, we haven't done it. I don't do it. You think I just have an encyclopedia of knowledge of movies? Yeah. Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau were not just going to have a full dick in their movie. It's not the it's hangover. A, it's just a wooden or, one. It, was just a it wooden doesn't sculpture. matter. Nobody, although we do kind of see it when they're moving and the movers are putting the statue in the house and the cover falls off and you're like, that's a penis. I, I and then didn't they see that. You, see did that. you even watch this movie? No, that was... Who, why are we talking? I'm, be quiet. Just make sure all the sound works. I'm going to talk about this movie myself now. That was, that was the part where Jack Lemmon's like, Jesus. And then there was a... Yeah, and then it was a painting of Jesus. of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. When they brought the statue out, you can see a huge dong, <laughs> but, yeah, but it was covered. No, it, it the was? cover comes off, and oh. you can. It's from there across the street view or whatever. Mm. So, but you just see this huge dong in the distance. Yeah, I didn't catch that. I don't think you didn't catch anything. I didn't. I didn't catch the hat. I didn't catch. You're Chuck's supposed name. to be a goddamn professional. <laughs> well, that's wrong. Clearly. <laughs> God damn it. But I did catch the plush Garfield joke. No. Yeah, remember. you were paying attention when Anne Margaret was on screen. You know, you're jerking it. <laughs> yes, Anne Margaret is amazing. Well, I no, no doubts, no doubts. Wait, okay. Of all the movies we've done, is Anne Margaret the greatest female actress we've had? We've uh, absolutely we've done so far. Absolutely. Well, that who was in a movie that we've talked about on this show so far? Well, other than Sigourney Weaver, but as far as acting goes. Oh, yeah, that's, I, I'm not going to lie. I blocked Avatar out of my head because I'm never going to watch that piece of trash again. I forgot she was in it. Yeah. Okay, fair. But Anne Margaret's fantastic. Anne Margaret's great. Do you have a gripe that actually pertains to something that would have been answered had you been watching the movie? Uh, no, probably not. So Chuck talks about it. Who? 
<laughs> I hate you. <laughs> and I hate and I hate this bit. <laughs> you know, man. Star Lord Chuck. <laughs> you might know me by another name. Chuck. Oz Ozzie Davis. Yes, I remember. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um Greatest Who line delivery in movie history. <laughs> Rowan Wilson. Oh. Oh no, it's dude. Owen Wilson is Wow. 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 <laughs> Man, we have all the impressions in this episode. Wow. I hope he, I wish he was here so I could bust that nose again. Say wow to this. When they're talking, Chuck and, and Burgess Meredith, they're talking about the experiences. That's all we have in life. And damn it, that is such a good point. That I feel like it's such a good bit of advice. And I, I wrote it down because damn it, it's true. We need to follow it. Our listeners need, everyone needs to follow it. When you're 94 years old and you're smoking unfiltered cigarettes and every meal is beer and bacon, because what the hell do you care? And you're looking back on your life, Johnny. All you have are the experiences. Who's Johnny? He's talking to Jack Lemmon's character. His name is Johnny? John Gustafson. Oh, I just never caught his first name. I always yeah. called him Gustafson. Gustafson. <laughs> Whatever. Gustafson. Gustafson. See, I can't even say that. Clearly. Gustafson. Yeah. But no, he called him, you know, his name is John Gustafson. And Max Goldman is Walter Matthau's character's name. Ask me Anne Margaret's name. What's Anne Margaret's name? No idea. It's Anne Margaret. I have no idea either. If I, I, what is, what's Walter Matthau's name in this? Max Goldman. I, and literally, are you, you didn't watch the movie. Now you're not even listening to the goddamn I mean, show I meant, we're doing. This Meredith, is the sorry. worst show that we've ever <laughs> done. And now I do believe he has just referenced as dad, grandpa, and Mr. Gustafson. I don't believe he gets a first name. Hmm. Mickey. Yes, that's it. That's where Mickey went to retire. What's, uh, Minnesota. what's Penguin's first name? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong you're not hashtag Burgess Meredith is it's, the king it's Oswald Cobblepot <laughs> thank you Batman nerd <laughs> I see and that's why I asked because I knew you would know it it's, it, it's Oswald Cobblepot <laughs> I'm single everyone if the ladies <laughs> would like <laughs> it's Oswald Gustafson. Uh, but no, goddamn, getting back to the point, it's the you're not going to look back and be like, I wish I worked more or I wish I made more money. You're going to be like, man, I should have taken that trip. Man, I should have blown that cow up with a bazooka. I should have done these things and lived my life. And that's such an important message. That is not where I thought you were going when you said blown that cow. <laughs> <laughs> The experiences you want to have are yours and yours alone. I don't have to know about all of them. Live your life. Live it to the fullest before you die. Possibly during one of these experiences. But at least you'll die as an experience. Everyone else will be like, oh, man. Remember when Dave died? Super sad. But that was cool. Jet ski ring of fire. Dave decapitated. It was amazing. Very sad for his wife. But it was amazing, you know? Yeah, hell yeah. Or when John dies from the ice house getting sunk into the lake. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you brought that up. Best fight scene in a movie we've had so far. You're, you're defending the fight scenes of goddamn Indiana Jones. The grumpy old men fight scene is the best. <laughs> That's going to be on the shirt. It's just the best. 
the shirt just for my fans because I, 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 I say it all the time. And I know I say it all the time. I'm trying to be better at it. And for those of you pointing it out, you're the worst. There's another shirt you can have. You can also have the shirt that says as far as I care. No, the fight scene is it's Max, Walter Matthau is pissed that Jack Lemmon's character, John Gustafson, John, John. <laughs> just so you know, Johnny boy, John. won and Margaret's heart. He uses his <laughs> truck to push his, his ice fishing shanty into the thin ice where they then get out and the Dukes come out. Yeah. <laughs> then he tried to stab him with a frozen fish. <laughs> I I forgot about the fish. That was funny. And then that's when Burgess Meredith comes back up again. And he's like, that's fish. Don't make me split you two up again. Damn it. Kids can't live with them. Can't shoot them. Yeah, that that whole scene was really good. That was between that and the Powerball scene. Those are my two, <laughs> two favorite. But I still think the Powerball scene was a little better. Okay, the Powerball scene. Did you just have wild flashbacks to watching TV back in the day with some of those commercials. The pizza, pizza! Yes! yes! How many Little Caesars commercials came out? There was like three. Like, like three of them, yeah. Were they sponsored? Probably. That's... Why'd you say sponsored like that? You looked at me and gave a little head shake. You were like, were they sponsored? What are you doing? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Why are you doing? It's weirding me out. <laughs> You're weirding me out. We should be in separate rooms when we do this. <laughs> we should be on separate shows when we do. We'll do a show where the person who watches the movie talks and the person who had it on in the background or why did whatever. I had laundry to fold. I hate you so much. But every time Ann Margaret came on, I was you like, just sprinted into the room, underwear in hand. Both what you were washing and your act the, the ones you were wearing. Yes, yes. Oh, man. And then, okay, honestly, my last note on this is uh, more movies need bloopers. We talked about it before. More movies need bloopers. So good. What do you have? What have we missed or not touched on? I was really invested in Gustafson and Anne margaret getting together. Like and the sex scene? Like when no, they... just them together oh, yeah. as, a, as a couple. And when he told her, you know, we can't be together or whatever. And then she went to Math House. I was like, man, this is, no, that's not right. And then he had his heart has his heart attack. And I had seen this movie before. I knew there was a sequel. And I even knew in the sequel that they get together. But I was still invested in, are the, is he going to die? Did he die? Because they had that funeral fake out. That really made me uh, understand that I enjoyed this movie a lot more than I thought I would. And that just goes to show that how good this writing was. And the acting. And the acting. Directing, yeah. I mean, yeah. Jack Lemmon is great in anything. Walter Matthau is We need great. to put more Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau movies uh, yes. in this, in our list. Because didn't they do like nine together? Something like that. Like, they were the original Odd Couple. I want to watch did, that. Did, they did two of the Odd Couple, I think. Probably. I can't remember. Yeah, but tell me you didn't have a swell of emotion when Anne margaret visits Jack Lemmon in the hospital. And she's like, you know, my husband died around Easter. And if you die around Christmas... I'm not going to have any holidays left. I'm not crazy about Turkey. And she's like laughing through tears and just trying to joke and be jovial. And Jack Lemon's eyes creak open just enough to see her. And you see his weak hand just kind of hold hers. And it, it pauses on that just enough to really soak in their weak, 
little handhold and it's it's so touching like yes, tell me absolutely. you didn't feel something no i did 100 percent. that's why when i told you when they had that funeral fake out i was like wait a minute <laughs> and you're like what son of a bitch what, what, they did a sequel like what the hell <laughs> the fake out got you knowing he survives yeah. and plus two if if we didn't love and murder it it wouldn't have worked oh if if the viewing audience does not love either of those three right. it doesn't work right you know, some movies you can get by not really liking anyone because of the story. This is a character-driven story. You have to love your characters. And that comes down to writing, directing, and the performance. All three kill it. Yeah. Undeniable. Kill it. I'd say, that's everything I've got. I don't, I don't, I mean, like I said, I, if we could rant and rave about every line in this movie, but I'm trying not to. Okay, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Is Grumpy Old Men worth the ticket price? I watched it back in the 90s. It was okay. I was content with never watching it again. And then we pulled it out of the hat. I'm so glad we pulled this out of the hat. Yes. I, there were moments that I kind of strayed, obviously, because of, you know. Because you didn't f***ing watch it. <laughs> whatever, you know, Charles' name, name was. Whoever the character <laughs> of Charles was. <laughs> I hate you so much. And some guy named John. I don't. I don't know. Um, oh, and that. I, damn. One more thing about the heart attack. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the first time Walter Matthau uses his name John. Yes. And that that hit me a lot harder than I thought it would. Or when he's in the hospital and she asks family or friend, friend and the look on his face when he's like friend and his quivering lip. Yeah. Because that's how you act. And it's I was so like, good. Holy God. Yeah. This is super good. Sorry, I, I kind of got off topic there a moment, but. Us get off topic? Yeah. No. I mean, we're professionals. We stay. What movie are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. Man. Um, but anyway, once you pulled it out of the hat, I was like, okay, this this won't be a terrible watch. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I think it's underrated. More people need to talk about Grumpy Old Men. And it's definitely worth the ticket price. I ha So, obviously, I agree. It's worth the ticket price. I agree it's underrated. It's one of those forgotten gems. We had talked about doing a forgotten gems, not side channel, but, you know, it would be one of our categories, like a playlist category of, like, forgotten gems. And this this is it. This is, like, our first one for sure. I would say so, yeah. Um, so if you've never seen it, you've got to watch it. In all fairness, though, I gave Indy a lot of crap for being a product of its time. And not, the the humor doesn't really work for me. The action didn't work for me. But ultimately, if you've especially if you've never seen it, Raiders is worth the ticket price. You have to watch Raiders of the Lost, Lost Ark at least once. Grumpy Old Men is the same thing. It's a product of its time. For me, the humor and the writing, the story, it all works for me. But I could see where it's not everyone's cup of tea. I think that was why I enjoyed it more now. Than I did when it came out because I am older, a lot older <laughs> than you were in '93. <laughs> we have listeners who weren't born in '93. I know, and that pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> These goddamn kids get off my lawn. So I could relate to some of the things that these guys were going through or talking about. You know, it's okay. The the far real quick the pharmacy scene where they're talking about the the shit they've gone through and how painful it is. Yeah, I am depressed. How many of those I've had. That's not even a joke. You felt like you were farting razor blades. I had the shingles. Yeah, yeah, I had. Yeah, I've had more than one of those, and it's real. It's a real bummer. But no, if you haven't seen Grumpy Old Men, 
do yourself a favor at least once and check it out. And if you're like me, it will become a holiday staple. It's going to be right at National Lampoon Christmas Vacation, Die Hard. It will join your rotation of Christmas classics. I agree. Grumpy Old Men, underrated gym, worth the ticket price. Do you want to pull our next movie out? I think we're there. I think I think we're there. I think, oh. man, this this episode was coherent as f- go us, man. Wait, quick, we're getting better at this. Yeah, it only took five. <laughs> yeah, it's all downhill from there. Okay, okay, I got that. Let's hat. get our hat. All right, drum roll, drum roll, drum. I can't do the mouth thing, so I'm gonna go drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. Oh, wow, drum roll. Sounds, sounds drum, just roll, like roll. A drum roll, drum roll. Oh, I don't know about this one. I don't know how I feel. Okay, yeah. Sylvester Stallone. Out. Nope, I'm out. <laughs> F*** you, I'm out. I, I didn't think we had any sly movies in there. Yeah, we have a couple of them. God I know, damn it! I know I put Demolition Man in there, and I know I put Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. <laughs> you did not put Stop or My... You did not! And I will fight you! And Rhinestone. I w- oh my god! Join us next time where I actively strangle my co-host <laughs> and you can listen to his dying gargles. But, hey, no, this one, it's it's Rocky. Ooh, okay. Classic. I have no memory of Rocky. <laughs> I'm going to have to do some homework he, on he this. He was a boxer. Huh? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> you may know me by another name. Rocky. Ooh? All right, everybody, that's been us. This is, I'm Jake, that's Tevis, this is Ticket Price, that was Grumpy Old Men, check it out, hit us up next week where we're diving back into the annals of, back into the annals of movie history. (laughs) I saw the look on your face, I had to go for it. Well, we're going, what, to the 80s? 70s? 70s. 70s. I think it was 76? I'm sure. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Again, you're Home the improvement. you're the one who has all this knowledge of like, oh yeah, that movie came out in this year and directed by so and so, and and so and so was the gaffer. And I'm like, what the f- is a gaffer? That's no, you know all this shit. I don't know. I don't know I any said of this. That she was the fluffer. <laughs> all right, everybody, join us next week for Rocky. We'll try to tone down the fluffer talk. I can't, I promise nothing. No, no guarantees. All right. Peace.